Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're cultivating atmospheres for God to move in everyday life. Hey, hey, everyone. We're so glad you're joining us once again on Coming Up Higher with Alicia and Whitney. And we have a very interesting, thought-provoking conversation for you all today on the topic of protocol. What is protocol? How are we supposed to act in it? How are we to recognize the protocol that God has set in place for us in each environment we go into? And also times when we are the protocol and how to behave and and, and how to, to act in those situations. Because when we are in tune with the protocol God has set in place, we can operate on such a higher level. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can do what he's asked us to do. We can honor and respect those are around us while also encouraging them and the giftings that they have. And, and we're going to share a, a, a powerful story. We have Debbie Short with us. Yay. And, uh, you know, guys, she's a regular on coming up higher. So <laughs> um, we're just so enjoying sharing these moments that we've all had together um, mm-hmm. with Debbie and, and the other people in our unit yes. that, that we like to call. And um, we're going to share about a moment very early on in our ministry that uh, Debbie had to bring a little correction to us as a spiritual mama and uh, a little spanking, but, um, <laughs> but she was learning at the same time too. Yeah. So that yeah. was a neat part about it. And uh, that's what I love about Debbie is uh, she's always, you know, I don't want to say striving, but she's always embarking on, on a journey to learn more, to know more of, of God and what he mm-hmm. has for her and her gifting. And so, um, but yeah, we welcome Debbie Short to the podcast. Thanks for coming back on with us. I'm excited. This has been kind of fun. Yeah. 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 So it's always fun having you on and there's always good revelation. And like we've said before, we always get amazing feedback whenever you're ministering with us. So we, we love it. Yeah. But yeah, like Alicia said, we're going to talk a little bit about early on in the ministry and you guys have to be willing to give us some grace. (laughs) Because we have all come a long way (laughs) and we're being transparent because we, we believe that you kind of relate with attitudes or emotions that, that you've experienced and, Mm -hmm. and just seeing things out of broken perspectives. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that we all on this podcast have in common is that we've, we've come from broken situations and we've come from maybe feeling rejected or you know, even orphaned or things at times where you're just like, I'm I'm hurt. I've been I've been left. I've been lost. Or I've I've come out of the situation. And so what happens is we start to see from those perspectives and build walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we start seeing life that way, then we start making decisions out of out of that perspective. When we start behaving out of that perspective, but God has called us to so much more. Mm-hmm. And we're just so grateful that we've all taken this journey together and mm-hmm. it's been difficult. It's not been easy by any means, but I know Debbie, we were just talking on the phone the other day about how it's going to be difficult either way, whether you stay in your brokenness and rejection or whether you decide to come out of it because, because coming, making a good decision doesn't always feel good. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, Sometimes it, it takes hurting someone or exiting a relationship or a situation, or sometimes it takes facing things that you've decided to, to kind of store away where you don't have to deal with it. 
And so it, either way you go, whether you're stuck or whether it's just like having a baby. If you, if a baby stays stuck in the birth canal, that's going to hurt and it's going to mm-hmm. kill it. But if it comes out, it's still going to hurt, uh, but it's going to have life. And so really today what the, what we're going to talk about is, is going to be about a, a painful process in our lives, but how really it, it brought us to a much, much greater life. Yeah. You know, one thing that's really important before we even start is that you can't go into what God's trying to take you into unless you come out of where you've been. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes it's like letting go of what's behind, I press on. And sometimes that pressing on is change. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it requires an act on our part to be different than what we've been. Or what I keep saying of late is that seeing with a new perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not seeing out of the same perspective I had. We can all go to the same parade. But you might notice the clowns, you might notice the music, and I might notice, you know, the tumblers that are coming through. Right. We saw the same thing, but whatever has been in our past causes us to see in a certain way. Some of us have learned to believe lies or things that weren't true or responded out of survival. And and it's how we have functioned to get through. But that doesn't mean how God intends us. You know, we've used the, the example of when kids first get their shoes, their Velcro shoes. Mm-hmm. But then they have to learn to tie, mm-hmm. you know. And then, right. you know, just think of even some things that ladies have those boots that lace all the way up. It requires a little more skill. Yeah. And so we have to come up a little bit higher. Huh. Oh. I like the name of this. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to change. And I don't want to be, you know, we've talked about pioneers in the past. I don't want to be a settler. Mm. I don't want to get to a certain point and go, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with this. I don't want to come up higher. I don't want to change. And uh, that's not God. He requires us to come up higher. He wants us to change. He wants us to be, instead of a settler, a forerunner, or or you know, someone breaking new trails. Mm -hmm. I've, I've told for 40 years, I've said, I want to be right out on the edge, mm-hmm. right up in front. And I can't tell you the times that Chuck would say, you've asked for this. You <laughs> wanted to be right out there where the bow, the bow starts bowing over. So you've asked for this. So don't complain, uh-huh. you know, but because I want to be a forerunner, I want to not elite. I just, I don't want to be in back of the, I don't want to be in the back. Right. I want to see what's going on. I want to see this. What do you so, now? Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is um, us being raw and real. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. And, but you know what? If we're not raw and real, how can someone else who's starting at point A get up here in the middle, to, you know, an exit strategy to know how can I start doing this where I'm not going to be in this place anymore? Mm-hmm. So uh, welcome to our world of change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which brings us to a moment in time uh, early on in our ministry. We just lost our dad a few Mm -hmm. months prior, uh, had recorded our album, and we're in the process of going to different churches and singing and met some uh, beloved friends that are are in Oklahoma. And and we just came across a situation that, that caused those perspectives, caused those reactions to just pop up in us because of authority in the past who had, had mis- misused their authority or we were wounded by, by situations. And it, and then we encountered this moment in Oklahoma. 
Yeah, we always stay with our friends Patty and Doug, and we love them so much. Yes. And I shout mean, out. <laughs> yeah, shout out Patty and Doug. Um, Man, I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. So and funny, quick story about them is we met them at like a few months prior to staying at their home at a conference here in Branson. Uh-huh. And just, it was one of those God connections. Like when we met Debbie at the, at the Mexican restaurant. And uh, so literally just from being with them, honestly, probably a total of like maybe six hours by the time you really break down like a conference. Yeah. 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 And they're just like, come to Oklahoma, stay with us. Like, so we did, we took them up on it. And like Lisa, it was shortly after our dad passed away. And actually Debbie's dad passed away um, a month before ours did. So, I mean, we, it was just a very similar situation. We were all walking in. So we show up to their house and just kind of make ourselves at home. We'd change in our pajamas and we're <laughs> digging through their fridge. And I think we kind of scared them a little bit. Like, <laughs> I think we kind of shocked them just a little. Yeah. <laughs> like, why That's did we just how we roll? We're just, we, yes. we get comfy wherever yeah. we go. Yeah. Don't invite any of us to your house unless you expect us to get in your fridge get and sweat. Yeah. Get comfy out. clothes and just like <laughs> chill on the couch. <laughs> So, um, so that's what we're doing. That's kind of the picture, the setting, setting the scene. Yeah. And our uh, friend Patty, she's this amazing singer, worship leader. She has albums and things out as well. And, um, she just has a lot of connections in the Tulsa area. And so there was a church that she was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I think I can get you girls to sing on Sunday. And we weren't expecting that at all. We were just coming to see what we just knew God was up to something. All of us did, but we didn't know what, but we, we knew. We no just, idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Little we, did we know. <laughs> yeah, we just knew we were supposed to connect with this this couple. And well, it turned out there was just some kind of miscommunication and I didn't really remember all of the details, but um we weren't able to sing at that church. And instead of us just looking at it like now I can step back and, and they just s- said no, I don't really know them. You know, just kind of shut that door for us to go sing there. Right. And now looking back through the maturity and the, the, the growing process, it's like, yeah, he was actually probably wise. You know? <laughs> They're just looking after his church and like, well, I don't really know these girls. And so instead of just seeing that for what it was, we took that upon ourselves as like, oh, well, we're not good enough. Like, that's okay. We don't need to, we don't need to sing at that church anyways. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't out of pride necessarily, I guess in a way it could have been, but it was just out of, oh, another rejection and we're not good enough again. And I know immediately once we kind of expressed that to Debbie, um, she had a few loving thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Cause Wendy's kind of like making it sound better, but we were like, well, forget that. <laughs> yeah. We don't that, need that thing there. <laughs> I need to add a little bit of sass here because because you're making us sound like little cherubs but we were just like well you know skip that we're gonna no no you know and just kind of bickering and just complaining and 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 really Debbie in that moment being a, a mama she's like guys you know we need to take a step back and we need to not react we need to respond and and what what do you remember about that moment Debbie well, I was just <laughs> one hoping nobody heard us. <laughs> no, but I, you know, it was one of those things that I could understand the pastor's side because they do protect their people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I understood your side because here you've been fighting to get into the place that you knew God was calling you to. Mm-hmm. And it was disappointing and it was aggravating. 
uh-huh. you know, and so, but it's like, okay, let's uh, talk amongst ourselves and let's respond, not react. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that didn't go over real well either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and just to say, <laughs> we've come a long way, y'all. We've come a long way. Thank Listen, you. me too. Yeah. You know, well, and too. then just to set some context, it wasn't because we really felt like we were elite or our ministry was the best, but we were coming out of a broken place of where we were always picked last where we where we were the B team. Oh, the girls, they're okay. They're just two kind of just church girls doing their thing, you know, like yeah. or we only use our own kind. Yeah. You know? And and we yeah. were coming from a place where leadership was was putting us in that box or or things like that where we were just frustrated. We were in a frustrated place. And then to have have been turned down again, um and being put in that situation, we were just like, ah, you know, like, I'm so tired of this. Like, why can't, you know, we're just going to do our own thing then and all this. Yeah. And just knowing, like Debbie touched on, just knowing what God had spoken over us. Right. Because God will, God will speak his promises and his plans over you long before you'll ever see the completion of it. Mm -hmm. And and I do remember really one important part to the story Uh of, of discussing with you uh, like in old television, they'd have that little screen and it would come up and it'd go, this is a test. It's only a test. <laughs> yeah. And in the next 60 seconds, it'll be over. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about God will call us to something, but he'll check our heart and our attitude. So mm-hmm. true. And so this was a test. It was only a test. Yeah. And so you have a chance to respond or react. And sometimes he will tell you no, just to see what you're going to respond yeah, to, that's so, you know, and to see what your heart and your attitude, because, because mm-hmm. it's more proving to you where your heart was at. Mm-hmm. And then you had to make a decision to go, you know what, I'm going to have a good attitude, but some really cool things happened. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love that you brought that character test thing out because that's happened so many times throughout since then. And now we recognize it. Yeah. We'll be like, yeah. I'm going to fail this one. Like, <laughs> see what you're doing. Got it. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And it does check your heart and it does show you, uh, okay, what areas do I need to work on? Because I just failed that miserably. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, wow, you know, I'm doing a lot better, but there's still this one issue that I haven't gotten over. And so we have to go around the mountain again and we, mm-hmm. we learn it. And then hopefully by the next character test that God gives us, it's, it's a green light and we can move ahead. Yeah. And the thing, you know, what was interesting is after we talked, you changed your attitude. Mm -hmm. And then I think a very incredible thing happened. Yeah. That pastor called her back Mm -hmm. and said, you know, if you think they're, you know, I don't remember exactly how it went, but, but the, the, well, yeah. And then we actually ended up singing for them and and walk our humble selves back in the, you know, that humble pie. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. We actually did end up ministering at that church and, and have a relationship with them, you know, and got to got to go there several different times. So and met some great people. But um, it yeah. was just a moment where the Lord was teaching us about protocol and how how do you walk in protocol? And and Patty, she she had a movie. She said, I just watched this movie on Esther. And we had just walked through that that little protocol test we had mm-hmm. of honoring authority and respecting and, and just walking in, in the pace that God was setting for that weekend. And God was really setting that pace because Patty 
busts out this movie on Esther mm-hmm. and man, did we get protocol 101 honor yes. 101 class through that movie mm-hmm. because we literally watched Esther operate in the highest level of honor, um, following God's path for her life and respecting the authority and the pace that that authority had set. She walked in it. And because she did, she impacted her entire nation. Yeah. The entire people. And so Debbie, you just brought out a good point when we were watching that movie, Esther's an orphan, you know, raised by Mordecai and as a spiritual mentor, um, he guides her in these things and he coaches them through and, and the king is, is looking for a new bride. And so the first step, Esther submits to the beautification, the purification process. And so what were some of the things that were sticking out to you as we were watching that movie? Esther's, you know, in, in the running to be, to become queen, but she had to go through this process first. And of course, we're watching from the view of the movie, which takes liberties mm-hmm. with things, you know, but the different women that were there, you know, Esther stayed in the movie pure to who she was. Uh, she obviously was a woman of God and she approached God in prayer. She honored her mentor and listened to what he had to say and took his advice. <coughs> she had learned to gather people to her to pray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the beautification process, uh, you know, they went through, uh, you know, in the movie was perfume baths and, and working on their appearance and their, um, mannerisms before other people and, you know, how they related to staff. And, the, and I'm talking about what we're watching in the movie, right. but, and, and then learned how to, um, one of the things that, and again, in the movie, uh, it'd be very interesting for you to read the story in context. Yeah. But in the movie, like she learned what the king loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. And I think during that that beautification process, and I believe we we when we've studied this and looked into it, one of the processes was they. Um, there was a removing of calluses, like mm-hmm. the oil purified them, but also yes. they were removing calluses and the hard parts of, of who they were, right. and, uh, at least physically. But that was such a picture for us of removing the calloused parts of our heart, removing mm-hmm. the, the parts that had been worn and, and weary and, and hardened. And, um, you know, that through, through processes of, of life, through walking through things in life. And, and so even the beautification process, it was happening um, externally for her, but God was using that picture and, and, and saying, you know, there's some things on the inside. There's some calloused parts on the inside. There's some from old wounds, from old things that you've walked through that I'm during this process, I'm going to start getting rid of those because you need to be, um, you, you need to be willing to, to walk through through things with a soft heart mm-hmm. and and with with my heart and what I'm trying to speak and that's what we felt like the Lord was was showing us through that mm-hmm. and so she was following that protocol and and then the next step is she meets the king and I even think and I one of you referred to it just a little earlier was that and it even talks about in the scripture she talks to um, the 
the man that's assigned to her, I can't think of exactly what the role would be called, but um, he's, he was close with the king. And so he knew what the king liked, what the king didn't like, what, how you should approach him, how you shouldn't, you know? And so she, in, in her wisdom thought, okay, I'm going to ask this guy, what is, what should I bring when I go into the king's chamber? What, what should I do? What should my appearance be? Because if anyone knows what, what the king loves, it's, it's going to be this, this, this man, you know? And so just her wisdom of, of finding out what she needs to do from the person, from the source that would know it best, I think was really wise of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, she, uh, is it the term vested? She vested in finding out about the kingdom, reading, you know, the things so she could communicate with him, uh, knowing what his heart was towards things, things that he liked. Uh, I, I believe and again, according to the movie that was brought up, it'd be interesting to read the story in the scripture, you know, just kind of all in order. But uh, her character, her honor, her integrity, um, she honored the king, she respected him. And those things were very important compared to the previous wife mm -hmm. who refused him. Mm -hmm. When he sent for her, he, she goes, I'm not coming, I don't even want to. And so that's why he was looking for a new queen that mm -hmm. would represent the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was very important. So well, I had to move over where I could plug in. My battery got low. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Even, so if I'm moving around, I'll try and sit still here. Even as you were saying that, though, God just, I just kind of made the connection that before watching this movie, we were having that Queen Vashti, which was that first queen who didn't, who wouldn't come to the king when he called for her. And, um, you know, the situations when you read the story of Esther, the situations you may not have wanted to come to the king either. He's having a banquet with all these men and he wants to just kind of prayed this wife around, but, mm -hmm. but she did, she wouldn't listen to him. She disobeyed because she didn't want to do that. And I kind of think like, well, we, we kind of had that attitude coming into the situation where it was like, uh, you know, for a more noble reason, God was calling us to these plans and purposes that he had for us. But because of the hurts and because of the wounds, we're like, no, we don't want to do this. We don't want to go we there. We don't feel like, yeah, we don't feel it. like doing this. And we wouldn't answer, you know, we didn't want to answer that call. But then God took us through this kind of Esther, Esther transformation where it was like, okay, God, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What, what would you have me do in this situation? Uh, what is, what is, what is the way you handle things and the way that you do things? Because that's, that's how we want to respond. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to note Esther was there not just because, Oh, being a queen comes with the status. It comes with unlimited finances and resources and all of this, but she was going to represent her people, mm -hmm. but also her God, mm -hmm. who at that time was not being represented. It was more of a minority uh, in, in representation uh, sense, but sh she was going for purposes bigger than her. And I think it's important to know that, you know, she, she was walking through these things, not for selfish reasons, even mm -hmm. though she would benefit from it. She was walking for a greater cause. Mm -hmm. And when we have that mindset about we're operating for a greater cause for who we serve, um, 
following protocol, following the the order that God has set in place is so important and you and and you start to understand the importance of mm-hmm. that. And so she becomes queen. Yeah. Well, and I just we want to touch on bringing this kind of to a practical, okay, well how does this apply to us level? I know for us we've been put in situations where <laughs> okay, so we talked about how we responded, how our initial re- reaction was to the, well, forget him. Like, we don't need to do this. We don't need that that church, you know, whatever, how we responded. But um, so we've had to learn how to react in certain situations. And so, for instance, we went to Israel and got to spend one of the Sabbath meals, the Shabbat dinner with with a Jewish group of people. Uh, it wasn't a family, but they all um, were like roommates and things. And so um, this elderly woman invited us to her home. And so we knew at that point, because we'd already been through protocol, this lesson with Esther. And so we're like, okay, we can't walk into the situation as like these Christian American girls and, you know, and, and they be disrespectful. Just, they weren't Messianic Jews. So they didn't believe in, in right. Jesus as the Messiah. They were, you know, they were Jewish. And, and of course, Israel gets a lot of tourists where people are always just acting just they they act crazy in some aspects, but we we wanted to represent who God called us to be well in this situation. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you're wanting to know what you're, you're you were respecting your environment, mm-hmm. right? You were and, knowing your environment, and that's important in all kinds of cases, but especially this one for the season that you were in, right there. Yeah. Right, yeah, and knowing your environment that's like that's the perfect way to describe it. So we went in there knowing, okay, we're not gonna like do all this like talking about Jesus and all this stuff. Like we're going to, we're not going to offend them by our words so that they shut and close down, but we're just going to, you know, we're going to respect the boundaries and, and the beliefs that they have and still be true to ourselves. But, but keeping in mind that there is a protocol Mm -hmm. and actually through that, we didn't have to mention Jesus because they asked us questions and then we kind of, we got to share like some of our music just to sing a song Mm -hmm. and and so we shared a song take over that we wrote and they received it so well, but they were like, it, one of the lines in the song is holy fire fall. And they said, I wonder what our neighbors are going to think when we're singing about holy fire fall, you know, and, <laughs> and all this stuff. But, but yeah, like Whitney said, and, and they shared, um, you know, scripture about, about Jacob and, and, and just, we were able to share our commonality and, and share about our faith. And Whitney even spoke a little bit out of the New Testament and, and, and words of Paul. But because we we honored the protocol they set in place and we listened and, and we we listened to their hymns and, and things that they sing and, and uh, we shared in the commonality and honored that the way they had things set in place, we were able to, to act in in a way that God was asking us to in that environment. Mm -hmm. Now, another really interesting thing is tying back to the first part of the story with the other pastor (laughs) is when he opened up the door, he gave you the respect of giving you protocol when you went in there and said, do what you would like. Mm -hmm. And he opened up the door to you. Mm. And when, uh, and, and I felt like that was very significant in the, in your response before God, that God honored that. And so he released protocol to you, the mm. king, the king, our king released protocol to you. Mm. When we go in different situations right now, whether we go into another church or whether I go into a business or I'm having, uh, 
I'm going in to listen to another group communicate about different things. I'm always asking myself, <coughs> what is the protocol? Mm. Who's in charge? What, uh, and, and I think the best way to put it is, what is my environment and what am I walking into? Mm -hmm. Because there are things that you just respect. If it's a business situation, there's certain rules and things that you would obey and honor. Now, there have been situations where I've gone in with you girls that we go in knowing what the protocol is, but there have been leaders that have come over and said, you know what? We're giving this whole meeting to you. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you would like. So protocol is released to you. Mm. And and that's happened many, many, many times. But I think it's because of how we honor our God and how he honors you with stepping into something. There's times I go into something and I think, who's in charge here? And sometimes I feel like the Lord said, you are. And I would like you to bring protocol. Because when people are in a mess, mm -hmm. and even in the church, uh, there's a lot of disappointing things that are going on that leaders get frustrated and they're just looking for someone to come in and encourage and motivate and exhort them, then you realize, and you know this to be true, that we realize, okay, we're going to be the protocol here. Mm -hmm. Until it comes time to either hand a meeting back over to someone. But it's done because of respect. It's done because they know your integrity, they know your character, and they know that it's a God thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And But like that pastor in the beginning, was protecting his church until a communication was had and then when he met you by the holy spirit he released that protocol to you yeah and so you were able to sing things and so applying it to everyday things we can honor protocol on the job in our homes mm -hmm. with our spouses friends you know if you go into a bible study meeting you know or if you just go into other meetings you can ask God, who's the protocol here? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you could have a Vashti attitude and go, well, I have arrived. Well, no, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to me, it's something that before God we earn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we earn because you walk in integrity, you walk in character. And, and look what happened with Esther in the end. Mm -hmm. You know, here a nation is now threatened and she broke protocol to run into the king. Mm -hmm. And he could, you know, the rule was pretty much without reading it in the word was that she could have been killed. Yeah. Right. And she, you know, and she had the attitude, if I perish, I perish. Mm -hmm. If I don't, you know, and of course, you know, most of us know the story that it ended up being a very good thing, but she broke protocol. And I think there's protocol. I think there's times that God will call us to do that, but you've got to know that it's God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's only, he'll only do that when you've successfully submitted yourself to protocol. Correct. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And there's so many people yeah. I feel like just in this day and age that are just like, well, I'm my own person. I'm going to do what I want and just have such problems with authority figures in their lives. But the, and then they wonder why their life is chaotic or why they can't, why good things aren't happening to them or mm -hmm. why they can never get ahead. And it's like, because you can't get ahead because you can't submit. And it, it, yeah. And so, so, so many people see it as like these rules and regulations and being like tied. But when you tether yourself to protocol, that releases you. Correct. People don't understand. Yeah, it may be this tethering process at first, but then 
like you said, that pastor then gave us the the whole range of, okay, do what you want to do in the service. I, I trust right. you. But that wouldn't yeah. have happened had we not submitted to protocol. And it was by the Holy Spirit that he knew that too, mm-hmm. you know, because you just know. Yeah. You yeah. just know. I, um, Alicia, I want to bring up a small story and forgive me because I just think it's one of the cutest ones and you may not like it, but um, we were at a conference one time and I was speaking and I got interrupted. And it didn't seem fair, and it was frustrating, and I was frustrated inside, but, you know, I I did what I was asked to. I removed myself from the platform, and this other person started speaking. And I look over at Alicia and Whitney, and Alicia had this look on her face that was just like, you know, agitation, Uh aggravation, (laughs) anger, you know, and like a righteous indignation, you know. And so I just quietly went over to her, and I just said, Alicia, can you alert your face mm-hmm. that I'm okay? And she goes, you got interrupted. And I said, I know, but in order to lead, we have to know how to follow. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I, I did believe I was interrupted and I believed it was unjust. At the it time. was an unjust situation. Yeah, it was, it was a very unjust situation. Yeah. <laughs> and so I understood her frustration. However, I felt that my response wasn't any different than what they had to respond when they were at Doug and Patty's home is that I needed to respond and not react yeah. and trust God that if I was to be released in something, it would be released. And it, yeah. it, and it ended up turning because it fell flat for the person who interrupted me. However, God did open up that door. Mm-hmm. Now, when I talk about these things and they're raw and real, if we can learn those things, but you can learn by listening to us that Honor and integrity is important, that following through is important, that understanding, I think a very key thing to this conversation is know your environment. Mm -hmm. And I think another key thing, Whitney, is what you brought up about Israel with going into the Sabbat. There's going to be people that God calls us to that they may not think like we do, they may not act like we do, and we may think we know something different. But you know what? Our job is still to respect someone else's environment. And when we respect that, I believe that God releases us yeah. Yeah. to have favor among men. And we've often talked about being a bridge to a gap in things. And when we're talking about um, people having exit strategies, coming out of who they've been and stepping into who they're going to be, <coughs> that part of it, is, you know, we talk about being a unit. And I I like to think of it as a tactical team that we've learned to function together. But one of the biggest things that we've learned, people will say, well, how does this happen for you? Or how did that happen for you? Because we pray. Mm -hmm. We don't force our way. We don't push our way. We respect people in their roles and the honor and integrity in their situations. And then God opens up doors. That's part of those keys that he gives us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's important. One thing that you say often to us, Debbie, is problems present opportunities for God to move. Mm-hmm. Opposition yes. presents opportunities for God to move. Right. Yes. And I'm not that early. That I'm not that teenager, early twenty no. year old anymore. That 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 yeah. is just rolling her eyes and all these things because I've I've started to choose those moments to say, okay, God, how do you want me to respond in this moment? how can I learn and grow from this? Yeah. And, and it just, 
it's just it's just refreshing to know that how far we've come and just how far God has taken us and and where he's taking us because we don't have to operate in those broken patterns anymore. We don't have to get frustrated and agitated and have an attitude and say, well, this is just how I am, you know, and because God is changing us from the inside out and he's teaching us through his protocol, through his order of things. And Esther, I encourage you guys to go into the book of Esther and read the story because she changed her entire nation from being completely wiped out from a genocide because she operated in a pattern of honor and protocol and respecting the king Mm -hmm. so that she built a reputation and a name for herself that when the Lord called her to break that protocol and be the protocol and approach the king without being summoned, which like you said, Debbie was resulted in in being killed, you Mm -hmm. know, um, so that when she did and God asked her to approach the king and, and plea and, and uh, speak for her people, that she was able to save her people mm-hmm. because of the precedent she had set in honor mm-hmm. in, in years before. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important. We're, 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 while we're honoring God and, and doing what he's asked us to do and honoring the authority over us, He's uh, building a reputation within us so that we can even do greater things in his name. Yes, he is. And so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. He's preparing you for the things that are coming. And now, to your, uh, I'm going to brag on you guys a little bit. We're talking seven years ago, six or seven (laughs) years ago. The, The maturing that I have seen with you in responding and making choices to the doors that God's opened up because of he can trust you with protocol. He can trust you with your integrity and your character and your honor. He can test you even when great disappointment has come. And he knows that your response is, this is not a fortunate situation, but we trust you, God. Mm -hmm. We know that whatever the course is right now, that you will work all things to your good in our benefit and to the people's benefit that we're there to take care of. And that's where I say, I would rather minister with the two of you than almost anybody else I know. And and there's a lot of people I minister with, you know what I know, but the teamwork, the working like a well-oiled machine, knowing the hard things that we've come through that have sandpapered us. And uh, what is it? The one thing, um, Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, been sharpened by the king. We've been made, we've had pressure put on us and made into diamonds. And out of the fragments of everything, we shine. However, I don't want this to be a belittling kind of thing or something that would take us back. Because I feel like God is saying, you need to be real Mm -hmm. and you need to be raw because there is not honor in the land right now towards authority. And some of the authority has not deserved it. Mm -hmm. They have not because they've lied. They've, you know, finagled a lot of things. And, but when you do honor our God and you honor the things that he's done in you, um, it is a tribute to him and it brings honor to him. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I have loved watching your journey and I, I'm just going to say, I'm ever so proud of you and no, we've not arrived and we keep learning, Mm -hmm. but from where we were to where we are today, 
And listen, I've been laughing saying I've been in a, I call it clean up on aisle seven mode, you know, for the last six months of th little things that are being fine tuned, perspective change again, but I don't want to be 61 and think I've arrived mm -hmm. and settle where I'm at because you know what? I love being on little missions for him, divine appointments. I love see, seeing people awaken to who he is, mm -hmm. motivating and encouraging them and awakening to them, to their gifting mm -hmm. and to their purpose. And where they've been discouraged, we can now help them step into protocol and honoring him and bringing great respect and authority to him. Mm -hmm. And if that makes sense, I yeah, hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. There's This was a hard topic and but it's a needed topic mm -hmm. and you know we don't mind sharing our our down down low points i guess we call it low points but because yeah. it's just a testament of of how god changes you mm -hmm. and and like you said debbie we haven't arrived but we're 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 on the right path we're on the right path mm -hmm. that's oh, all. yeah and i'm just waiting to share what i've been going through for 6 months yeah you know <laughs> the exposing of you know you know, from when I was in my 20s and thinking, well, you know, I'm 61 now. I got this together. Oh, heck no. <laughs> you know, it's just been one thing after the other. <coughs> but I don't want to stay where I was. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to step into still more things that are coming. That's it. And I think it's important. And if we can't be real about that, what purpose, you know, I, I don't want someone telling me what they've been through just because they read it in a book. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know what have you stepped into? What's been hard for you? Like you said, this it's a hard topic, but in a way, I think there's enough time between seven years ago and now mm -hmm. that you can kind of almost laugh about some oh, of yeah, it. You know? sure. All of yeah, it. We can but, laugh at all of it. <laughs> but I think that there's going to be people that listen to this podcast that they're going to go, oh, I, I recognize some things in myself. Mm -hmm. What is he calling us to? You know, we want to be honorable. We want to have integrity. We want to have character. I want to be one, you know, in Proverbs it says, you know, that he trusts his bride. That he, you know, she's faithful, the proverbial woman. And, you know, that's not, you know, guys are brides too. Yeah. You know, he trusts in them also. Right. So that's a weird thought, isn't it? But it's true. Okay. So Bride of Christ. That's right. Yeah. We're all the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, well, awesome. Thank you, Debbie, for talking with us today again and just bringing more awesome revelation in the conversation uh -huh. uh, just about protocol. And we just want to remind our listeners that, uh, you know, know your environment and know what it's like to submit yourself under authority and under protocol, because it's it's once you can do that, that God can trust you to be like Esther and to save a generation, to save a, an entire people mm -hmm. group. Um, and, and he can trust her to break protocol in order to bring about his plan and his yeah. purposes. Yeah. One act of obedience could change an entire nation. And so what is God asking you to do in this day and age? And, you know, Esther, that famous line for such a time as this. Yep. And I believe we all are here for a purpose and God is asking us to do uh, these things and, and to fall into line mm -hmm. and protocol for such a time as this. And so yeah, um, we just thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, share it with your friends, and we'll be uh, coming to you next week with just some more revelation about coming up higher. God bless.